0: Love Talk Radio God bless you It's time for Breaking Chains on YAT Radio So suit up in your full armor of God with your host Pastor Roderick Williams as we leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence It's time for Breaking Chains new show, History Talk, with Dr. Lavert Kemp. So turn the broadcast up and let's break chains in our history.
1: You're live, Dr. Kemp.
2: Good evening. It's both an honor and a privilege to come this as we go through a troubling time, T virus going around. But it's equally incumbent that we learn of ourselves to have self worth. Uh, the African American have been, who came to America, uh, some say 1619. But our history began long before that. We only here in, in America know of our history starting at 1619. But we have a beautiful, uh, great outstanding history that goes far before that, long before anything else. I would just like to just thank uh, Reverend Hot Rod for the opportunity for this show and to be a blessing to all those who are listening, both uh, black and white or whatever nationality uh, you may be, to understand the plight and also the the dignity of African-Americans as we call ourselves today. But I would say that we are Israelites. Amen. And I, I would like to start off by just talking about the First couple of days that we've been here Because this is our third show And those who are just airing in I wanted to give a Foundation For for African Americans or blacks uh, uh, Africans to understand That Life as it is today The origin of man Originated In Africa And this is not something that we're picking up from from African-Americans who we say just making things up. But these are white anthropologists and others that who are studied man, archaeologists and the different artifacts that they've found and the culture. And they find out that life could have started 3.8 million years ago. They found a fossil uh, around Ethiopia, and that fossil was uh, found by Dr. Johansson and Tom Gray, and it was uh, found while they were looking for rocks. but they found that in the process that they found artifacts that did away with Darwin's theory of evolution, they found a uh, fossil of a skeleton, a fossil skeleton. And they found it in 1974, and it was of a female who at that time, she walked upright like Homo erectus. She was laid up before the time of Homo erectus. Man mutated from a gorilla, uh, evolved from a gorilla, and began to walk upright. This showed by the pelvis bones, you could tell whether uh a species walked upright Or uh, did that species walk bent over with the uh fold on the ground. They found Lucy. And the thing about Lucy was she was found uh a little south of Ethiopia in Ethiopia, but they didn't stop there, then then now Professor uh, Lewis and, and Mary and Leakey were husband and wife, and they found many fossils, and they discovered the first fossil, a uh, uh, pro skull, which was a stink ape, which is now believed to be the ancestor to humans. She also had discovered a robust Zinzanthropus skull, and that was in Old Odile, Odile Rich Gorge, a school, the school Gorge, that's in Tanzania, and that was in um, that was in East Africa, and uh, several archaeologists and anthropologists found fossils of ancient people that were excavated while finding these things in the gorge. They found that they had whole villages of people, and the name of it was uh, they called it Zanzibar and Zanthropus, the word Zanthropus really means uh, East Africa. But that's, that's not where it goes in the deeper it gets to say, well, well, you haven't told us what color. But now now, when you continue to trace it back by using DNA and uh, maternal arc, they found uh, this inherited microchondriac, microchondriac mitochondrial uh, within the cells of all humans have theoretically have a common ancestor. And this common ancestor, she came a little, she came thousands of years after Lucy, but this, this woman was known as a mitochondrial Eve. She lived between a hundred thousand years ago to 200,000 years ago in South Africa. She was not the first human which, which he was not, but Lucy came uh, before her, but they wasn't able to get the DNA what they needed. But every other female lineage eventually had no female offspring, uh, failing to pass on the mitochondrial DNA. The result: all humans today can be traced back their mitochondrial DNA back to this lady called Eve within her DNA, and that of her peers exists. All the genetic variants, I mean, we see in contemporary humans since Eve time, everybody carries her DNA. I don't care if you are from China. I don't care if you're from Africa. I don't care if you're from Europe, Asia, wherever you're from. We carry that DNA from this lady called a call mitochondria Eve. The different populations of human have drifted apart genetically, forming distinct ethnic groups we see today. And then the way they know that, that reason why I want to get to the point of it is, found a skeleton of a man who died around, 300 years before Christ in southern Africa, and this skeleton is the closest relative yet known to humanity with the common ancestor with the mitochondria Eve. He finished long, he fished along the coast of southern Africa and was a close genetic match with Eve. In other words, that mitochondrial DNA was found so strong in this African man, and they found it Saint Helena Bay in South Africa by archaeologist named was Andrew Smith at the University of Cape Town. Fifty, okay, he was about fifty, and and he found about fifty human ancient remains, and most of them we think that the uh, thought that man migrated from the jungle, but no different old bones that were found, uh, skeletal remains that they found. And we thought that the of civilization started from maybe in the jungle of Africa, but the humans that they found of all humanity to have had DNA subsequent match that of E. But the one who closely matched it is an African guy that they found his skeleton, 315 years. And he is the closest ancestor, mitochondria to Eve. And that tells me what color that this guy was. It tells me that he was found there. And if you want to look it up, you go in the Zenzanthropy, and you'll find out. And look under Professor Leakey. Uh, Professor Johann, uh, Johansson and Tom Gray, and you can find these findings, and then you can look under uh, mitochondria Eve, and you can also find this. And this is not written by some blacks trying to get some fame or trying to uplift themselves. And I want, I want, I want to say this to. Uh, as I, I was studying theology and I was about to get my master's in theology, I I pondered so much growing up in the South and knowing the struggle that through the late 50s, what I could recall very well in the 60s, the struggle and the plight of, of African Americans and seeing the movies, the Tarzan movies, and how to betray a Europeans. Europeans portrayed Africans as being ignorant and dumb, and 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 and, 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 and so savages. And 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 I, I pondered why, and I, I understood that we I, I had complete understanding that we were as, as good as anyone in math and science and very articulate people. So I, I I wanted to do some research on the Bible. But I want you to understand that we have to understand that some of during the time when King James was uh interpreting the Bible and a lot of our European so called scholars that did different they're different interpretations of the Bible, and I'm just gonna have to be completely straight with everyone, they were racist. No, you are not accursed from being uh uh black. No, you are not a curse from being black. That's nowhere in your Bible that you are a curse from being black now now, as I was studying and last week, I was studying about I got off into when God created man, He created him he put him in the garden, but they gave a description about where the garden was located. Now they were talking about they were talking about the river that the, that the garden was in, and they were talking about how the river had the Nile, the Gion, the Pishon, and the Tigris River. But when you study about those those rivers, you'll find out that even their own scholars tell you who what was the that the Pishon River was the Upper Nile River, and that's Mac- Macmillan Bible Atlas will tell you that. Professor Aroni Evic Yana and Macmillan Atlas, Bible Atlas, define the Paixon as the Nile River. And those who know the Nile, Nile River is in Africa, and even the way the Bible uh, describes it. And it also talks about even the Roman uh, historian, Polini, he spoke of Havilah in East Africa and Hastings Bible, Hastings uh, Dictionary of the Bible, the Kishite Havilah, the Journey from Africa to Arabia, and after after um, searching the map of Africa, I found that North East African coast, the area is the is the area that many of the rivers were in, and I, I was talking about it last last. Uh, Monday. And and I this is research that I thoroughly researched this for my my thesis. See, Africa is bordered by the north by the Mediterranean Sea and east by the Gulf of Aden and by the Indian Ocean. The Pasha on the Bible said that the on that encompassed the whole land of Habila or Somaliland. Uh, that's Somalia, which our uh, Somali could have been located in Iraq. Neither could the Gaia River, nor the Nile River, which the uh, Bible says compassed the whole land of Ethiopia. And the Bible says compasses the land. To the east of Ethiopia is Somalia, and to the north is the Red Sea and and the Gulf of Eden. To the east of the Somali, the Indian Ocean, and to the of the word Atlas, I found that the Garden of Eden would have been located somewhere in the area of Ethiopia and Somalia. The word encompasses used both with the Pashon River in your Bible and your Guyon River. And each one encompassed Havilah, modern day Somalia, and, and other encompass Ethiopia. The guy on is now called a now rebel Webster Dictionary. This is not bad, but this Webster Dictionary will the word compass as an enclosing line or uh, limit of an area or perimeter passing around. To this, to the view this in retrospective, the guy on which encompass Ethiopia is the present-day Nile River, the Pishon, which encompassed the country of Havilah, which is present-day Somalia, or both in northern Africa. Now we must consider the remaining rivers, the Hedekia, the Euphrates. Before we seriously examine the role of these two rivers, let us look again at the first two. In Genesis 2 and 10 tells us the river went out to water the garden from hence it was parted and became four heads. From this, we can establish two parts. One river went out from to water the garden. One river parted and became four rivers. The first is the Pishon. It was the whole land of Havilah, and that's in Genesis 2 and 11. And we understand which Havilah is. We just told you about Havilah. And so now that this is, it, it compares to the land of Havilah, we have to look even further and research. And as I continued the research, I found this. It established that Havilah during this period covered the land that now includes portion of North East Egypt, Northeast Sudan and Djibouti during this period. Though I believe it extended southward through portions of northern Ethiopia and eastern Sudan, this would mean that the Payans-Pashan River flowed in an easterly direction toward the present-day Red Sea, or Arabia. They say the name of the second river is the Gayan, the same as the one that encompassed the land of Ethiopia. We have established that this is the Nile, which With the northern flow through present-day Egypt, I believe during the period of time, Ethiopia encompassed part of the Sudan and present-day Egypt. This land was called Cush. Now, the word Cush is one of the sons of Ham. The word Cush or Cushite means burnt face. Now, latter, it became Medherim. Medherim was the name that was given for Egypt. And some of uh, the Latin, some of the Latin call it Egypt mean place of bondage. The Cush Kush brother who settled present-day Egypt which bears his name, which means black. Kush mean black. Kemet, the land of Kim. The word they call Egypt the land of Kim, the Kim Kemites meaning the black, the, the blacks. Now, many Caucasian and Europeans today want to say. It means Black soil because they don't want to give credit to the fact that it was Blacks who built 40-stirred pyramids with no cranes, no heavy lifting equipment, but only with, through intelligence, and intelligence. The third river, which is named Hedicchio, which have been identified as the present-day Tigris River, which I, I disagree with. Those who make this assumption, I believe, are in error. Let's look at Genesis 2 and 14, which said, And the name of the third river is Hedekia, that is, that which goes toward the east of Assyria. This tells me that the river flowed in the easterly direction. The Tigris, which is east of Assyria, flows parallel with the Euphrates River. Meeting the Euphrates River, it flowed toward the south or north. Thus, it cannot be the Hedekir River. Now, believe it or not, that it could be that it changed its flow. But from what I see today and the maps that I studied in the past, it could not be the Hedekir River. I believe that this river, which ran toward the east of Assyria, ran toward and merged with the Euphrates. With the Euphrates River, in the latter part of Genesis, Moses tells us only. Four rivers is the Euphrates. As I look at this picture, I see one river parting and becoming four. One river forming the southern boundaries of the garden and flowing eastward. I also find this river is the Pishon. This river could be lost. But I believe a portion still exists today. Though it originally flow changed and cut off. It is called the uh, Abanta. It's called Abanta River and it connects with the Nile in the northeastern Sudan and flows southeasterly toward the Red Sea. The second is the Guyon, which established it is present day Nile. Its northerly flow forms the western boundary of the garden. The third is the hezekiah which flows toward the east of Assyria. I believe this river was lost with great flood with the great flood. It is it is the easterly flow carried it from its the Nile toward the east, the Assyria to the fourth river, the Euphrates, the Hedekia. Eastward flow formed the northern boundary of the Garden of Eden. The Euphrates, which flowed southeasterly now pro- probably had a more southerly flow before the flood of Noah's time and formed the easterly border. Thus, the garden was circled by one river, which broke into four rivers. The intersecting part at the beginning of the garden being present-day northeast Sudan, this is where... What's known as the white Nile becomes the Nile. It also feeds into the Bantha at a point, which is the Bantha River. I believe the Nile intersects and feeds the Hidikki with flow and emptied into the Euphrates. Southerly flow took it down to meet the Pasha. Through many Though many may disagree, scientists are- Archaeologists agree on these points. One mass that now forms Africa and the Middle East were connected at one point. If you look at the map where the Red Sea is is to divide Africa from Saudi Arabia or Arabia, you'll see that it was by the shape it is that it was once connected. Now, I want you to understand that that, I think this took place with the landmass during the Great Flood, and the landmass was lost, and the present-day Mediterranean Sea and the Red Sea, and the Persian Gulf probably were formed by the flood. The river were completely lost, of their course is altered. To go further, we know that there was no rain The Bible declared that there was no rain during this period of biblical time. We're told by Scripture that the garden was watered by a mist each morning. Let's look at this theory. Then we have established that the garden was encompassed and circled by four rivers. It is also likely that the steam the stream that flowed from the river, the steam that flowed from the river, the stream that flowed from the river into the garden, what we know today is irrigation. To keep the saw marsh, this combined with the warm days and cool nights, produce a morning mist. We call it dew, which when combined with the mist of the moistness of this saw kept the... And it was talking also now. Now, I want you to understand, the Bible tells us that day that there were extremely warm because in Genesis 3 and 8 tells us that, and they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Probably in the evening, I mean, it was cooling off. So the garden was a warm place in the cool of the day. From this, we can see warm air absorbing moisture from the rivers, the streams, and the soil each day and re-depositing it each night, thus keeping the garden warm and tropical. We know that dark-skinned people have always been found in warm, tropical areas. I will finalize this part of this thesis With the location of the garden, it is easy to establish that Eden was on the continent of Africa. This is established by the location of the garden. We've looked at the garden for too long as some small remote area in Eden. But Moses tells us specifically where the garden was located. And and I'd just like to interject this. The garden had every animal known to man. It was not a small area because all the animals was located there, and it was Adam and his wife, Adam, and I'm going to call the Bible says that Adam named his wife Eve, but God named both of them Adam. In Genesis, the fifth chapter, the first or second verse, it says that God named both of them Adam in the days that they were created. And in telling us about the fourth river, he tells us that the land was circled as they were during his days. They are Ethiopia, which is Havilah, and Assyria. Thus, this land is in the North African portion of and of the Middle Eastern portion of Egypt, Sudan, Ethiopia, Syria, all of present-day Israel, Jordan, and Syria and a portion of the rock. This would be in line with the belief of many renowned theologians who believe this sector of territory is the same described in Revelation 21, 15, and 17, which says about the new heaven and the new earth will encompass what it would be 22,500 miles square area that he saw a new heaven and a new earth coming down. We must keep in mind that a portion of what I described is not a Mediterranean sea. And and, and Revelation 21 tells us, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Considering all these prints, I believe my theory holds proof to where the garden was located. And both anthropologists and archaeologists who today still hold fast to that Africa is the cradle of civilization. Now, and I want you to understand about uh, mitochondria DNA, mitochondria. Through your DNA mitochondria, you'll find out that a black person can create a white kid, but a white person cannot create a black kid. We call it albino. We an call albino, and we know it's a mutate, a mutant of uh, a lack of melanin in skin. So we know that. The stir about Africa, out of Africa, I know that they said that people lived out of Africa and went and they sell all over the world. And I want us to look into this too, because millions of years ago and a number of years ago, where the archaeologists have been digging up so that during the time where they had proved that in Europe the people were living in caves, but they showed that these people were building huts and brick, stone, stone places to live in. Back during that time, it wasn't cavemen, but they were able to live in houses. They had tools that they that they were craft. Many, many years ago. So man didn't just come out of the Stone Age. Maybe it came out of Europe, but it did not come out of Africa. That's that that been a, a civilization. So that part of our history that goes so, so far back have been taken away from us because we don't read. It is written, so many uh, white scholars have written about it. But are we to pick up our books and to find out about yourself? We have so much self-hate within our race today because we are lost people that don't know anything about ourselves, and we are in search of our identity. We are not just slaves who have been beaten. We are not ignorant people, but we are God's people, we are the people that God put to establish everything here, and that does not make us any better than anyone, but God loves all of His people, and God loved us so much that I'm about to get into uh, the lineage by the lineages. And I'm have uh, something to show you how to identify the black men in the Bible. And I want you to understand this in identifying blacks in the Bible, it is so important that as we begin to trace our our DNA and trace where we came from names of the different tribes. This is one of the ways to identify the color of the people. And and let us understand this. First, I want to put this down. If you ask the color over over five thousand years ago, if you would ask the color of the people who live around or the Chaldees or Mesopotamia, the, the Sumerians or the Sumers, you'll find out that they declared that the Sumerians were and their color was charcoal. And they had stout, stout noses. Some of them had was straight, but they were charcoal colored. This is where Abraham came from. There was no such thing as Caucasians in that area after. It is very important that when you look up the Caldees or you look up a lot of the Sumerian people and find out what, Words that could this go back before Christ, this go back before uh the timing of Abraham, and find out who was there, who settled those areas now since I gave you that nugget that for you to, to go with your research, I want you to listen to what I'm about to tell you through my research and how to identify blacks in the Bible. It's very important that we remember the names of the different tribes. This is one of the ways to identify the color of the people. Let us look at Genesis, the 10th chapter, and the first verse. It says, now these are the generations of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Jephet, and to them were born. Now now listen to this, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and to them were born, now, and this now, they say, now, Jephthah, Jephthah, son, and this is why I want you to understand, this is your Caucasian race. But when I get to one, I want you to write this name down, because you have to be a Shem, S-H-E-M, Shemite, to be a Israelite or a Jew. Listen at what I'm saying, because the Bible going to tell you this. Listen at me closely. The sons, okay, so it was Shem, Ham, and Zephyr. Now, the white race is Jephyr. The sons of Jephyr were Gomer, Megal, Medea, Javon, Tubal, Meshach, and Tyrus. The sons of Gomer was Eskenai. Now, this is Genesis, Genesis, uh, the 10th chapter, and the third verse would say, and the sons of Goma were Escanized. Now the people that in the Holy Land that they say they are Escanized Jews, of Jeff. It's no way you could be an Israelite and come off of being Escanized. This is the, the larger population of, of the people over there today, Caucasians, who are over there. The Bible tells you that there's going to be people who say they are Jews and are the people there are not Israelites. Again, read uh, 10 and 3, the sons of Gomer. Now, this is the lineage of, of Jephthah. The word is Eskenai, and it goes on to say, after that I wanted you just to underline Eskenai, because that's what they call themselves over there, Eskenai Jews. You're not a Jew. You're not an Israelite, matter of fact, if you're Israelite. The only way you could be, you have to come off of Shem. Okay. Now, that point have been settled. Rapheth, Tagoma, the sons of Javan, Elijah, Tereshi, Kittis, Roda, Rodonites. Now, this is white. These maritime people spread it out into their territory and into their claim within their nation, each with its own language, and that was at the Tower of Babel. And these jeffers went up in Europe. They did not stay down in the Holy Land, they didn't stay Iraq, Iran. They didn't stay around Africa. Only Shem and Jeffreys, only, excuse me, only Shem. And Ham stayed down below. Okay, now now listen at this. I'm gonna give you a print. Now the Hamites are our our African brothers today. The Shemites were the ones I told you like the Sumerians, the Sumerians. They were charcoal people. Abraham was charcoal. That's why when they went in there, Moses was able to pass for a Egyptian. They were all dark-skinned. They were not Caucasian. Watch this, watch this, watch this. The Hamites, the sons of Ham were Cush. Cush, which means Ethiopia. And then they had Egypt. Then they had Put, and, and, and Cana. And the son, not, not, not Egypt, which name would have been Meserum, And some say they, that they're the same thing. The Kushite major people group in the southern part of modern-day Sudan and significant connections with Egypt. The real Egyptians are not Arabs. They're around the Sudan today. They're the blacks around the Sudan. And if you think I'm I, I, that I, I don't know what I'm talking about, Google how many pyramids are there in the Sudan. How many ancient pyramids are there in the Sudan? And you're in Sudan. And you'll find out it's, they don't want to tell you this because the people are black. There, there is more there than in Egypt. Why is it not said? Why is it not show? They, they are old and they don't want to know that you they were in cave. You were building stone high rise skyscrapers. Then you will no longer think dumb of yourself. You will no longer be killing one another. You will be a proud people. You will know who you are. Now, now, now as I go with, now Cush was the father of Nimrod. No, I, let me go back. The son of Ham, I said, I said, Cush, Egypt, put in Canaan, and the son of Cush was. Sheba, you didn't heard about, about, about the Queen of Sheba, Havilah, I just told you about about the about about Kush Ethiopian Havilah. I told you that's why they talk about the Garden of Egypt, Eden, encompassed the land of Havilah. Now they they're talking about in Africa now, Sabatai, Rehama and Sabtika. The sound of Ramah was Sheba and Dadan. It's a known fact that the tribe of Dan is black with Samson. We're going to get to that at a later date. They say, Cush was the father of Nimrod, who became a mighty warrior on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. That is why it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. The first center of his kingdom was Babylon Urech, Akkad. Now, these are black people. Now, that's where Abraham came from. This is the area in which Abraham came from, but you have to understand and read the Bible for what it's worth. We have so long been watching television. And I'm going to say this to you, and please, I hope that those are watching or listening, excuse me, listening, pay close attention to what I'm about to tell you. He who writes the narrative, Make the people be the color and make them look the way they look. When you find that no one looks speak like, like you, have hair like you, and I just told you that the Sumerians from that area were, were Semitic people. They were Semites, but they were chocolate, they were chocolate color, and they had stout noses. That's why when you see the Sumerians, you see all the brains in the hair and curly up beards. They were African. They were black people. They were people of color. But they leave us out of everything because they helped start the slave trade. King James, the Bible, that those who who interpreted the Europeans that interpreted the Bible, that's why if you go to Egypt and other places, their Bible would be translated different. You wouldn't be made to be Occurred, you wouldn't be uh, made to be a sin, and it goes on and it says the first center of, of, of now this is Nimrod kingdom was Babylon, Akeda, Canaan, and Shinar. And look up Shinar that, that 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 they say the um, the Midianites who 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 got Joseph was there years and years ago from the land and went to Assyria where he built Nineveh. It talks about Abraham passing through Nineveh. He stopped over in that area until his father died. Then he continued on his journey. Rehoboth, Aaron, Calah, Risen, which is between Nineveh and Calam, which is the great city. And then they talk about the father the Egypt was the father of the Liddites. now these these are blacks Ananites, lehabites naphlabites pentrustites castellites from the Philistine came the captives capherite and you know some uh In South Africa called different black (laughs) cathars. Amen. The Canaan. Canaan was the father of Sodom, his firstborn, the Hittites, the Jebusite. Now, when you see that in verse 15, Jebusite is where Jerusalem is located. Now, the area from which you find your first high priest in your Bible. And your first high priest was not uh, was not uh, Aaron, but in the Bible it was Melchizedek. He came for a place called Salem, which is is Jabez is the name for Jerusalem, and that's where the holy city is located. It was it was black. The Amorites, the Gergesites, <clears throat> the Hivites, the Archites the Samanites the, the Sinite, Sinite, Arvadites, Zimurites. And uh excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, I'm very sorry. Later, the Canaanites' claims scattered and bordered the Canaan reaching from Sodom toward the the, the, the Gaza or the forest Gaza, and then towards Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Admah and Zebulun as far as Laisha. there are and now these were the sons of Ham By their clan and their language and their territory. So remember, when you're looking at these people that they say underhand, these were people. These these were people of color. These were your Egyptians. These were your they were black. These were your Egyptians. These were your um your Ethiopians. These were your Libyans. These were the people that had the holy land. These were the people that now I've already gave it to you and told you it's all you have to look up and see what's my Sumerans. S U M E R I A N S Sumer. They'll tell you they were somatic and you ask what color they were, they're gonna tell you they were chocolate. This are the same people that the children of Israel inbreeded with, with the Shemites inbreeding with. The children Shem interbreed it with the children of Ham. Jeffrey is completely out your Bible and don't come back in until about five hundred years before Christ. So when we say that the Bible is a black man, a white man's book, we got it backward. It's closer to being a book about you than anyone else. Now we know that that now it's been said by many scholars that. Nimrod was the one who orchestrated and put together. He was the leader for the power of Babylon to reach the sky, and God confound the languages. Now, but what I want you to look at about the Shemites. These are the Shemites. The son who was also born to Shem, whose older brother was Japheth. Shem was the ancestor of all the sons of Eva. The sons of Shem was Elam, Ashar, Ophax, Lud, and Aram. The sons of Aram were Uz, the land of Uz, you know, that's down their way, that's down around Babylon, and they all lived there, and uh, Hud, Gether, mystic, and Shelom. The father of Eva, two sons were born. Eva, one was named Peleg, because in his time, the earth was divided, his brother was named Jachim. Jachim was the father of Amodad Sheleph, Azemavit Jara Hadarun Azal Dikla Obal Abamel. Sheba, Ophel, Habilah, and now you see it go with Habilah now, and Joplin, also these were the sons of Joplin. The region where they live stretched from Madesh to Sephir in the eastern hill country. These are the sons of Shem by their claim and language in their territory and in their nation. These are the clan of Noah, and according to that lineage of descendants, with their nations from these nations spread it out over the earth after the flood. When you get to, to uh that eleventh chapter, it begins to talk now. This you talking about you 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 talking about uh you talking about way before Abraham, you talking almost 6,000 years or more. Some say 6,000, and I I don't want to just give it a date because the Bible does not give it a date. The Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. So we try to give it uh, a timeline. Either, Either it was B.C., before Christ. Now, A.D. is not after the death. A.D. is Anno Domini, and it means the year of our Lord. Look it up. It I know for years we've been we were saying that A.D. was after the death, but that's not what it means. Look in your dictionary. It means Anno Domini. It was the Greek or the Roman calendar started off by uh, the birth of Christ. So they wanted to say that's how we come up with Christ around 2,000 years. But uh, when Christ was first found, uh, when the first the Magi found Christ, he was uh, uh, what you call a toddler. Uh, that was a different time from his birth. They were living in Jerusalem. But that's for something, another time. But going back to it, that they had dispersed. <coughs> they dispersed and went abroad. And I told you earlier that Jephthah went up in Europe. Him stayed around Shem and Ham stayed around the Holy Land in North Africa. Did his burst and went off in a different area. Now, it might be hard for you to understand this, but many scholars today, even to many, to those that live in Jerusalem, who will be willing to tell the truth, uh, say that you are the African-Americans that's here in in America Are Shemites That we are not We're not uh, African But we're Shemites And they have a, 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 a Something about that I'm going to get into that At a later date And explain to you uh, The theory and why So much has been done about that Been said about that Now we're going to find out And the reason I'm giving you this Is about the Tower of Babel now We know that Shem, okay, Abraham came up with Shem, and I just showed you who was in control of that area. I told her the Sumerland. and they told you that they were black, charcoal, chocolate, and you know what color chocolate is. That's very dark. That's not brown, but that's very dark. This is the account, now this is the account, now they said, now that you know what happened at the, at the Tower of Babylon, how they, they said that each other come, let us build bricks and bake them and thoroughly and use them instead of stone and tar. And now they're going to build a tower, they would have build uh way they could build in the Lord, And but God confounded languages, and this is when he confounded their language, that many of us say we speak in tongue. But now we have to understand that God confounded that language. And when he confounded that language, they weren't able to communicate. So the Bible declared that they dispersed, and it tells that the children of uh, of Jephthah went to Europe, but the children of Shem, and I told you again, and Ham stayed around the Holy Land. And, and made up the group there. We also know Ishmael stayed there. Ishmael was uh, off of Ham and Shem. Okay, now there, now it talks about, if you get to that 10th verse of 11, it says, this is the count of Shem's family line. 200 years after the flood, Shem was 100 years old. He became the father of Afrox. And after he became the father of Afrox, Shem lived, <coughs> excuse me, 500 years and had a son and a daughter. Talks about Afrox living, lived 35 years, and he became the father of she, she, Shelah. And after became the father of Shelah, Afrox lived 430 and had other sons and daughters. Now, they talk about Eber, and it talks about Eber lived 34 years. He became the father of Peleg, and we, I gave you the genealogy of that, uh, and Sirius was the father of Nahar. Now, you know, Nahar was the the father of Abraham, and, you know, Abraham, and I, Nahar was the father who lived 29 years, excuse me, and he fathered Terah. And Terah became the father of Terah. And Nahar lived 119 years and had sons and daughters. Terah lived 70 years and he begot Abraham. I'm sorry. He begot Abraham, Nahar, and Aaron. Now, at the same time, I want you to understand this, and Terah became the father of Abraham. Nahar, and Hiram, and Hiram became the father of Lot. Now, so Lot and Abraham is that's Abraham's nephew. While Terah was still alive, Hiram died in order. Chaldean, that's black country, in the land of his birth. Abraham and Nahar both married. The name of Abraham's wife was Sarai. Of Abram's wife was he was still A- Abram at that time. The name of Nahar's wife was Milcah. She was the daughter of Haran, the father of both Melchiah and, and Ishkah. Now, Sarah was childless because she was not able to conceive. Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot son of Haran, and the daughter-in-law, Sarah, the wife of his son, Abram, together and said to Ur or the Chaldees, to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. Terah lived 205 years, and he died there. But I want you to get this. Abraham and Sarah with his half sister. She was his half-sister, but not. The reason I'm reading this to you, I want you to understand that all of this is, 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 is chocolate-colored country. These people are chocolate-colored. I just showed you the Sumerans who was there during that time. What color they was, you could look that up yourself. You could Google it, and then you'd see, see what color the people. They'd tell you they were chocolate student noses, and, and it would tell you how the people looked. Even you can look at the curve forms and the artifacts they have they have their pictures of, on different monuments. Some will try to say that they were the older civilization than Egypt. but what I'm trying to show you, we come from a line of people now I'm going to show you show you later on the further we get into it why are we um most uh, a lot of scholars white and black scholars are coming out with it. a lot of even some of um uh, the rabbis that's over in Israel today coming out admitting that they are not really Israelites or Jews I want you guys to to take and get an opportunity to find a, a 1746 map of Africa look around Ghana and Nigeria a little bit above it and you're gonna see some words. The kingdom of Judah. You know what you know what the kingdom of Judah means? That during 1770, 17, I mean not seventeen, but seventeen AD uh maybe about 40, 37 years after Christ's death, temple was destroyed and Roman Perome pillaged the, the holy city, that the children of Judah fled. And a whole lot of times they fled up into Africa because if they would have headed north, they would have went into the Romans that were charging into the city. And they did not breed with anybody else. Now, there are some light-skinned uh, Jews that, that, that was inbred by the Romans, but they're not the Ascanites. They're not uh, the Khazars. They're not the Serphidoms. The Serphidoms were in the slave trade. The Esquinas were in slave trade. Oh, you can look it up. They were a part of slave trade. Them and and uh, the Ishmaelites or uh, the Arab was into it. Now we know the Ishmaelites and the Ishmaelites mean the son that they came off of Hagar and Hagar was well, 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 for the Ethiopian female who had a child for Abraham. Abraham being a, a a dark-skinned, a chocolate man, and having another chocolate woman, no other way would this be having a child, but that child would be his complexion. Now, I, it's important that we keep up with this and learn before when you study in your Bible, learn about Ham and Shem, because you're going to follow it throughout. And I told you that at, at, at in, in chapter 10, that you're going to notice Jeffrey in 11, Jeopardy leaves out the Bible and go up into Europe. And the Bible is written about the Holy Land in Arabia and in Africa, but it has nothing to do with Europe. That for almost 2,000 years, There's no mention of a white race almost in your Bible. But then when they come back in, they're going to be conquering and killing. So we're going to go off into it, and it's the truth. And the reason I'm telling you this is because it's time that we get serious about studying to find out who we are, that we could pass it down to our children. I think that I was in a, a meeting in race, on race several months ago. It was in a, coming around maybe November of, of 2019. And it was a, uh, on race because I was on a committee on race because of the killing of uh, Alton Sterling here in Baton Rouge. And I was on that committee, and uh, one of the city council persons said he had traveled and he noticed how the people brainwashed the children from children in the schools and how they brainwash people. And I had to pull his coat on that same thing. America brainwashed our children, brainwashed young white children, uh, regardless whoever go to the schools with a bunch of lies. They teach us because nothing is said about no race but white race that no one else know anything, that they are the smart and dominant race because you are left out. When they show a person uh, about the history of America, they only show us as being slaves. They don't show us if the inventors of automobiles, the the electric light bulb wouldn't stay on without the filament. You know, they don't show that we did the elevator, the stoplight, the the thermostat, the refrigerator system, the air conditioning. They they don't show you the gearboxes and things like that, the lube cups and, and, and the gas masses And they don't tell about the first surgeons. They don't talk about them hotel And, and they don't teach that. But they teach a bunch of lies that, that Columbus discovered America and they came and savage people were in America. But if you do a genocide and kill almost close to 100 million people, you are the savage, not the people that you kill. They're not savages. You came and took their land. And then since Columbus was trying to find a short route to Egypt, I mean to to Columbus was trying to find a shortcut to India. He got lost and came to America. He named the people, called the people in in, in the Americas because he never landed in America. He named the people Indians. And the people today, they say we are Native America. This dummy got lost. Now gave us a name that that's not our name. Now it, it's so much to it that we we're not taught anything. It should be mandatory that, that that people learn the real history of America, that the people that that their forefathers were savages and came and murdered all these people and enslaved a race of people, and why did uh, the, the Ishmaelites uh, are either the Arabs, why did the Portuguese and why the Eskimos and these other brought the children, these certain group of blacks over to America? And we're going to get into that. We're going to look into why they, they, they were selling certain, they sold some. Now, don't get me wrong. Some Africans, some not African Americans are children of Israel, was sold from Africa to America in the transatlantic slave trade. The other were taken by weapons and village raiding and killing people and taking people. But the but uh the Europeans try to say well this solely on people. Well then why was a certain group of people sold? I just I just told you to find the map of seventeen forty nine and like I say, that's going to come much later in the historical part. But you're going to find out a African map, do the African map of 1749, and look around Ghana and Nigeria. But a little above it, you're going to see uh kingdom of Judah. That means that the, that the, that the Judah, the kingly tribe, fled to Egypt, from Egypt, I mean not from Egypt but from the holy land they fled all the way down into Africa. And then I'm gonna prove it to you by other people that they say is Beta Israel, which is Ethiopian is the tribe of Ben, but then they go further and say in Zimbabwe, there's a tribe of people called Lemba, that's the Levites, that's Moses and they are very dark skinned people, just like um, the Semurans say that uh, um, the Semites look, but all this has to be looked into. This is going to be so exciting! Me showing you this and bringing to light things that have been hidden to us. I love each and every one of you. I've been having a great time teaching, and I just want to say to, to Reverend Hot Rod, it's been a, it's a pleasure sitting and discussing. My thesis, my finding, and even my research later, uh, after my uh, thesis was written, I'll turn it over to Reverend Hartwood now.
1: Well, we thank you tonight, Dr. Kemp. Uh, bless you, bless you for breaking chains tonight with History Talk. Uh, let's go to the lines and see if anyone has any questions for you tonight. Uh, the lines are open. or Are there any questions for Dr. Kemp tonight in History Talk? Good evening to everyone. Is there any questions for Dr. Kim tonight? The lines are open.
0: I wanted to say something. Uh, tonight earlier, uh, before I got on the phone, I uh I was reading uh I was reading uh this it, uh, off the internet. I was reading off the internet and when uh uh, Dr. Kemp was talking about God uh, naming both Adam and Eve, both of them Adam. And I, 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 I'm just so uh, happy that, you know, he, it's being confirmed. It's being confirmed. And what it says is, wait a minute, let me see. It says. So that's the
2: fifth chapter. Huh? I was just- and it's the fifth chapter of the book of Genesis where it tells that God uh, named both of them Eve. Uh-huh. I mean Adam. He named
0: both,
2: Adam. Adam. Uh, Adam. They uh-huh. both of them. Adam. Adam I'm sorry yes. It. Adam named Eve. Yeah,
0: in the fifth chapter. And so I was reading I was reading it in uh on the internet and and I, I was like, you know, it's, it's well, to me, I, I mean, I've been reading it all that time, and I never realized that he named both of them out.
2: Okay. With that, um, he, the word Adam uh, sometimes it means red, dirt, or dirt, but it really means uh-huh. mankind, Adam, uh, mankind. And Adam uh-huh. named it and then. Say, because she was going to be the mother of all living because from her uh-huh. and those two, all people would come from it. I gave uh, the analogy, which, what my, through my research, what I found about the EVE that they found, uh, the mitochondria uh, DNA of EVE that's over 100 to 200,000 years ago. And uh-huh. she was found her, her in, in, in Africa. And then later on, over two a little over 2,000 years ago About 2,700 years ago They found this, this this guy A skeleton In South Africa That guy And he had Money from her So they gave her the name Eve The Lucy name came from Now Lucy would be 3.18 million years ago And she walked straight up right uh, and she was discovered up right uh little south of Ethiopia, and it's called Zenzanthropus, and they got Australopithecus, which is eve i mean no, uh, Zenzanthropus and uh uh which mean, mean that it came from when you say Zen it means east 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 africa uh that means from east Africa anyway uh when they deal with Lucy. Really, the Beatles, when they found her, the Beatles had some hit records out, and it was about Lucy, by the, a lady named Lucy he was saying. And so that was a song that was popular, and that's why she got the name Lucy. But now we go with the one Eve because that's, you know, like, in a biblical sense. But she's not. But they say everybody has her mitochondrial DNA, every race have this lady, but they had this one man. He was almost identical to her. Although it was thousands and thousands of years apart, hundreds of thousands of years apart, he almost messed up. He was a fisherman, too. They could tell about if you live and you stay on the water, it's bone in your nose is shaped a certain way. And the bone in his nose is shaped that way. Today we call it, you find people that do surfing, they call a surface node. A surface noise is called a surface ear. So a surface ear, not no the surface ear, about that bone from, from from water being in your ear and different things. But um, there's a lot lot of stuff within the Bible that that been um, some of it have been a kind of rolled for to make us be very submissive to uh, our NASA and different things that were not in the original um, older Bibles that, that, okay, the Ethiopian Septuagint, that's why you see LXX written down, meaning that it was translated because um, the children of Israel lost their language, and um, when Alexander the Great conquered, they made the people speak like Greek, and it's similar to us today. We can't speak our native language. You don't know where you come from. Your native language. We try to do DNA.com, but it's still very hard unless somebody that's truly related to you take the test, and they could find where your DNA. But then they go back hundreds of years, and it would be five or six. Would it be about after about two hundred years? It's kind of hard to deal with it. Good. Yeah. They could tell you about the area you come from, but yes, God named both of them Eve in the days He created them. Both of them Adam. I don't know why I keep. I'm thinking about about that mitochondria, the DNA, and keep saying Eve, but He named both of them Adam. And that word Adam, I told you, is mankind. Another word uh-huh. in the Bible when they're talking about a man and a woman, they use the term brethren, and you know that they're talking about male and female. It's different. Keywords That's used in scripture That you could use to know Who they're talking to but uh-huh. Let it be known That so much of the Bible Is about you So much is uh-huh. about us We just have to Research it and go in depth And, and pick it out And then let our people know
3: Yes there uh-huh. are
2: certain things That have been tampered with uh, See the Bible uh, You have to look at, at it your translation and your transliteration. Your translation is like taking uh, a word like green, and 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 French green is vert, but in our language it's green in English is green, G R E E N, but in, in in French it'll be V E R T. The T is solid, there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 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 your transliteration is changing the alphabet. Translation is telling the meaning of it Like the color So a lot of stuff We're doing the translation and transliteration People sort of wrote You know kind of said things To make it fit what they Wanted it to do and for the purpose so, But you can't Take all God's word away God is holy and true And it he is our God
3: uh-huh.
2: Amen Amen Amen, Amen. Amen. Are there any other
1: questions for Dr. Kim tonight while the line is still open with him? Are there any other questions for Dr. Kim? Good evening to everyone. God bless you. All right. Well, I guess we have no other questions tonight, Dr. Kim. Uh, what an awesome, great show. We thank you, and God bless you for what you have done for us tonight in that teaching uh, we look forward to next uh, next Tuesday evening, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, with History Talk as we break chains so we find out who we are and whose we are, where we really came from, and we are so appreciative of this great teaching, Dr. Kim, so, so much. Uh, sir, we can ask you publicly, how are things going uh, where you are in Louisiana, with you and your family, and uh, everything's going, sir?
2: Well, everything is well with me and my family, but I ask... Uh... That you would pray for our state. We have over thirteen hundred k- under one thousand three hundred case plus cases of uh, that COVID uh,
3: nineteen uh, yeah. uh corn
2: virus. Uh, so pray for it. most of us in New Orleans and we've had some deaths here. Um we are under restriction after five the one us in but you still could go to grocery stores, the nightclubs, the concert halls, and um, different places, restaurants. All of them are closed down. The schools are closed, churches are closed. And I, I want to just say this to our people: please don't take it lightly about because our churches are closing. Stay at home, read your Bible. I know the Bible says fail not to seek the assembling of the saints, but if 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 those who who do have their Bible with them would we'll turn to the book of Isaiah and Isaiah, uh, Isaiah the twenty-sixth chapter and Isaiah the twenty-sixth chapter and the twentieth verse, Isaiah tells us about plagues and God allowing plagues and things to come upon us and things and, and what to do. And and I'm just going to read it to you from the um. I'm going to read it to you from this 26th chapter. I'm going to read it to you from the uh, NIV version of your Bible. And this is what it says: Go, my people, in into your room, shut the door behind you, hide yourself for a little while until his wrath had passed by. Amen. So the Bible tells mm-hmm. us that that different times he told the children of Israel when the devil angel passed by. He told them that, that to stay inside. So now, and then, and we, you know, I, I've said before, we, yes, I'm covered in the blood, but I, I have common sense. And I want everybody to know this. I believe in Christ as heavy as anyone else, but I know that even Jesus, when he had went, after he had been baptized, and he went into the wilderness And was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights And when Satan You know first thing Satan asked him To turn the stones into bread Because he knew he was hungry Jesus told him quote, And Jesus kept quoting from Deuteronomy Man shall not live by bread alone But every word which proceeded from the mouth of the Lord But then the Bible declared That he took Jesus to a pinnacle In a high place And told him And quoted scripture Told him that if he would jump off that the angel would rescue him before his feet. dashed the stone. Jesus said, it is written that we are not to test God. So I'm asking you tonight, don't test God. We're we're thinking about the the blood of Jesus is on you. It is over us. We covered. But I I submit to you this, too. I would not go out in the street knowing that it's, it's 50 pit bull with rabies virus in them, and go out and tell the pit bulls that that I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. I'll be covered in the blood, but it won't be Jesus' blood. He didn't make us to be ignorant. He has doctors, scientists, everyone that's trained to tell us to stand while this plague is going. You remember the death of the Passover, when Moses and the ten plagues went of Egypt? The last one was the deaf angel. They were to put the blood over the door. But they were to go inside and stay inside until that deaf angel had passed. So we, we got to kind of hide inside and just still pray to our God and mm-hmm. let the deaf angel pass because he said no weapon formed against us going to prosper. And then you, mm-hmm. you have to think about Rahab. Rahab uh, was obedient to God's people. And when, when Jericho fell, they told they made a promise that all who was in the house with her would survive. God is asking mm-hmm. her just to go inside for a while mm-hmm. and to trust and depend on him. Mm-hmm. So please I see what's going on here. New Orleans have passed is is not ahead of everybody for this case because it's not that it's not one of the major mega cities like New York. But this it's it's, it's like ten times fast. It's going faster. People getting it faster anywhere else in the United States. Look it up, New Orleans. I right. mean, and people are dying. So I ask that you pray for Louisiana, New Orleans. Pray for Baton Rouge. We we have have some here, and we we having some, and and I think we might have one or two deaths. But one of the deaths didn't count because the guy was sent in from uh, Mississippi they thought he would get better treatment in Baton Rouge, and uh but he he succumbed to his, to the uh, virus. So I ask that you you would pray for us, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take refuge in the house and pray. And if I need to go to the store or something, i go out and go to the store to the pharmacies. But I'm gonna stay home. And uh, Reverend Howard, you know I'm a gym rat. So I went and got my dumbbell, I have my bicycle. Everything here. I work out at home now, so yes, you don't sir. have to worry about me. I'm in good shape. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
2: You. But everything, everything you. is good here. I'm not going to complain.
1: Amen. 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 God bless you, sir. All right, Doctor Kemp. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for your show tonight. Uh, you can go ahead and pray us out, and we can we can go ahead and settle for the evening. Okay.
2: Merciful for eternal Father, we come, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. We come in the name that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that He's Lord of our Heavenly Father, first we come, Lord, asking that if we would sin by omission or commission, that You would forgive our sins. And Lord, as the Old Testament talks about casting it for us to Easter from the West. Now, Lord, ask, ask that You would have mercy upon us, Lord, Lord. And as we live in this sin sick world and Lord, we don't know why this is happening all over the world, pandemic, Lord. But you says high, You look low. You know everything. You're omniscient. You know it all. You're omnipresent. You're you're everywhere. You're omnipotent. You're all powerful, Lord. You know why we're going to do what we do, Lord. So we're leaning and depending upon you. Lord, guide us through this time, Lord, as we go through catastrophic times in America and and, and all over in Asia and Europe and just everywhere, Lord, around the world, that, that, that this is a pandemic, Lord. Guide our scientists, Lord, and our doctors and bless them, Lord, because they're on the front line. They're on the front line risking their life to save people. Bless them, Lord. Yes. And, Lord, I ask a blessing upon our leaders, although it seems like our leader want to just worry about making money instead of saving lives. Lord, someone needs to touch him, Lord. I pray you touch his heart and his yes, mind Lord. and let him know.
0: In Lead the, the people Jesus.
2: off until this plague passed by us, Lord, and not worry about all the economy, everything falling under. We're making ways to send thousands of dollars to everyone. Give it about three or four more weeks, Lord, and 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 let us be house quarantined for a while, as your scripture said in Isaiah. Go inside and wait until it passes away. I mm-hmm. thank you, Lord. I thank you for Reverend Hot Rod. I thank you for everyone who is listening, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your ability that for me to learn and to research and study, Lord. And I I just thank you, Lord, for me just being able to share what I've learned with others. Lord bless us, yes, Lord. Lord bless every church that's open preaching and teaching your holy word. Yes, God, oh, Lord. just bless those who shared with us tonight, Lord. Yes, and Lord. just continue leading, guide us and strengthen us in the way that you will have us to go. We yes, ask all Lord. these blessings in the mighty name of Jesus and for his sake. Amen, and God's children said amen. Amen, amen, amen
1: God bless you, sir Thank you very much We'll see everybody tomorrow night Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time It's the men and women of God The P31 and men of Allah, Come together Come and join us We'll break your chains Have yourself a blessed night We love you Good night <laughs>
0: To History Talk on Breaking Chains with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Thank you for listening and tune in next week to learn more of who you are. Breaking Chains History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence.
1: Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Dose Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.